0: Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about why many people struggle with managing their money. Philip's money management system updated and dedicating just four to eight hours a year on managing your money has the ability to significantly improve the amount of wealth you build over time and peace of mind. Here's Philip.
1: All right, we're back with another episode of the Ask Philip podcast. And today we're talking about a money management system uh, for individuals and, and for business owners because it's basically the, the, the same thing. I'm going to just intertwine, you know, how, how it would apply to a business owner, how it would apply to a, 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 uh, for your personal situation. Um, but most people think that people make, that have a lot of money uh, have a really good system. And that's not the case. I've been doing this for 14, 15 years, and seeing thousands of income statements and balance sheets of people of different economic situations make a lot of money, make a little money, and the majority of the time, like it's apparent when you don't make that much money uh, that you have a bad system. But when you make a lot of money, it can be covered up because you just make so much money. It gets exposed whenever the money slows up because of the economy or some other unforeseen circumstance. So having a good system is important. But what? But in order to do it right, the 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 how to is less important. There's tons of books on how to create a good system. I think what happens, and you may even be feeling this resistance coming up as we're as you realize that I'm talking about building a budget and managing your money, right? We have to deal with the resistance. The resistance that comes up whenever we talk about dealing with money, like the resistance is, you know, causes us to check out, go unconscious on it. Like we don't want to deal with it. And it could be because of some past drama. Or trauma we inherited from uh, our ancestors, which is passed down through our DNA, right? Which is scientifically uh, proven and spiritually believed for a long period of time. But you have to, before you get into that mindset of thinking about it, say, "I'm going to be present. I'm going to sit. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to not let the resistance win." And then you'll be able to, you know, hear how to put together a system. And by the way, you're going to do this every single time you sit down to review. Um, your system, which my recommendation is you should be doing that at least every quarter or when your expenses uh, change and or when you make more money. So understand that the, 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 the system or the how-to is the very easy part. Dealing with the resistance, getting comfortable with surrender is going to be your biggest challenge. Like if, if you are present with me right now, listening to my words, Sitting in it in the uncomfortableness, you'll be fine. But let's go through the system. So first, what you want to do is write out all of all of your bills, the bills that you you know that you that that you think you spend money on. So these are going to be and, and organize them into two different categories. Have a fixed category. So these are bills that if you don't pay it, something shuts off or defaults. Uh, that could be for business or personal, right? So these are utilities, rent. Your mortgage payment, uh, insurance, whatever it might be, but uh, for for each category for personal and for business, right? If you're a business owner, have a fixed fixed expense category, fixed expenses. Write those out and, and multiply each each expense by ten percent to give a buffer. So, for example, if you're if your rent's two grand a month, two thousand times ten percent is you know two hundred. So two hundred plus two 2,200. So your your rent expense becomes twenty two hundred. You want to build that buffer in. To the deal, and then what you want to do uh, is have a separate category called discretionary expenses, and these are exp- the expenses like gas, groceries, entertainment, dining out, things that are uh, that that you could cut if you need to, uh, but are things that you that you that you do. Um, again, this can apply for uh, personal uh, and and business. So write that out, add ten percent buffer, um, and and that is that is step one. And again, you're wanting to review this with your system every quarter or when things change. Part two, you want to have what I call like the operating account, right? So, you know, this is again, business or personal. So this is the account that all your money is deposited into. uh, So where you get paid and um, this is going to cover all of your fixed expenses. Your 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 second account. You want to create a discretionary account that you move your discretionary uh, money over to. Now, here's something that's really really important, uh, and this is this is this is very specific to the personal side. Your discretionary account. You don't really you don't really want to be more than twenty percent of 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 what you make. You want to keep that about twenty percent of what you make, uh, and your 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 operating expenses you want to keep that to about 60% of what you make. Again, this is just for the personal side. For the business, it's going to be a bit different because that depends, right? Those expenses are going to be what they are. For the business, the, the vast majority of what you're going to have are going to be fixed expenses. Um, you may do like business lunches or dinners, but I'm going to give you a separate category for that altogether. So the, the bulk of your business expenses, um, when you initially do this, are probably going to be you know, fixed expenses because we're going to have a a, a separate category for Travel, business lunches, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you can if 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 you know that, hey, I you know I uh, do business lunches or or, gas is a good discretionary one for the business. um, You know, include that in your discretionary expenses initially. But we'll get to where to put the other big discretionary expenses later. So again, for personal side, operating account should be about sixty percent or less of your uh, income. The discretionary should be about twenty percent or less. Uh, of your income, or, or shoot for that, which leaves you about twenty percent or more, depending on your, you know what your fixed expenses are, you know for for this next category. And so, um, pause there. Go back and re-listen to that part if you need to re-listen to it. But that that's the those those are the two main accounts that you want to have for this. Now, your third account, and it might be multiple accounts, right? It's going to be like a savings bucket. And so, I like to. I like to have different savings accounts for different goals. So, on the on the personal side, we have a savings account that covers surplus, entertainment, and travel. So, again, what I said in the, in the previous one was we like to have 20% that we put into the discretionary account, which is a separate checking account for discretionary expenses. Now, if we want to, you know, let's say it doesn't include vacations, right? Uh, so, then we might we, – we we have a separate account where – Let's let's. I'm just gonna make up a number. Let's say we decide we want to spend 10 grand a year on vacations. You know, we want to uh, put away enough money in that account to where we can have 10 grand, um, uh, you know, uh, a, a year in that account uh, for our vacations, and we just pay for the vacations out of that account. Uh, if you have a business and you plan to do business travel, where you're going to different conferences or whatever, you would put that money into the entertainment. Savings account. Then you may also then then I also like to have an emergency fund savings account. So the so think of the savings account as like a discretionary savings account. Think of it like you know you have the discretionary uh, checking account and the fixed expense checking account. Now for savings account you have the discretionary savings account which is going to be for all the discretionary expenses that you don't spend on a normal basis. So this is going to be uh, for for businesses, travel, conferences, for personal. It's you know, a lot of times it's vacation, um, travel, um, you know, maybe when you overspend on date night, you can pull from that account, but you want to figure out, I like to figure out what that number is for the year and then begin. And then, and then, you know, so if it's $10,000 and you don't have 10 grand, then you want to, out of your monthly budget, begin saving that amount of money into that account so that you could, uh, get up to that number, uh, in the course of a year. Not save it all in a year, but I just mean, let me give an example. If you spend ten thousand a month and you and you break out sixty percent or six grand for operating expenses, then you break out two grand or twenty percent for discretionary expenses. Now you have another two grand. So what I'm saying is, you may say, "Hey, you know, we don't, we don't, have, we, we want to take vacations that are, you know, uh, we want to have ten grand in our in our entertainment surplus account." you know, for the year, we don't have 10 grand yet. Then I'm saying, cool, just go ahead and do a thousand bucks a month into that, into that entertainment surplus savings account. And, um, and then you'll, you'll, you'll get to there again, over the course of the year, you're going to end up spending some of that money, but it's okay. The the, the, the deal is, you know, that over the course of a year, you would have put in 10 grand into that account. And so you, you, when you have to go on the vacations, you're spending from, um, from that account. So you have the discretionary savings and then you're going to have the emergency fund savings. And that one's going to be for if stuff breaks down. Now, this is this this one is, you know, how much you have in this account. Like you can go for the two to three months of of what you make number and use that number. So if you make 10,000 a month, you may want to have 20 to 30 grand in there. Uh, You know, that that could be option. Or you could say, well, you know what? I have experience. And so I know that, um, you know, as long as I have You know, I'm just making up a number. As long as I have 10, 15 grand in my emergency fund, I can cover any AC breaking down or vehicle breaking down expenses, and so that's that's good enough, right? That's um, so 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 you can figure it out yourself by thinking through what your big unexpected expenses might be, and or you can just use the normal two three months of of expenses number. That that one is case by case basis, no hard rules. You gotta decide for yourself uh, what that number is, and then what I use for my long-term savings bucket. And I and I just, um, there's an app called Strike. I'm not recommending I'm just letting you know what I did. Uh, I, I own a business, so I pay myself. And Strike allowed me to de- deposit my paycheck, <clears throat> um, direct deposit my paycheck into the bank that the app is attached to. And it automatically converts 10% of my paycheck into Bitcoin, which is important because I wanted to do that. Because Bitcoin for me is my, third savings bucket is my long-term savings bucket. And so we, so I, I, I put that money into, uh, into Bitcoin and that's for long-term, uh, savings. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't see the, the Bitcoin that I own, like the real Bitcoin that I own as uh, really an investment is more of an alternative to cash savings for me and what I'm looking to do. And so that is my, my third bucket. And, and again, strike made it real easy for me to automate the process of putting, Ten percent of, of 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 what I pay myself uh, into Bitcoin. You could all there's also services where you could uh, hold your business cash, uh, savings in Bitcoin as well. That's a whole another episode that we'll do uh, with Unchained Capital uh, in later on in December. The next bucket is going to be the investment bucket, and so this is this is going to be the traditional on the personal side your IRAs your 401ks your individual accounts. Um, those type of things that you already know about, and you'll decide how much of that leftover money uh, um, you have that you want to, that you want to put into the investment bucket, which you're going to need maybe a wealth manager, or somebody to help you figure out that number. But also from a business standpoint, you know, I, to you know, I call I call it a business um, a business growth account or a business yeah a business growth account. And so that that is going to be a separate account that's outside of your operating account, outside of your discretionary account, outside of your savings account for discretionary uh, expenses, outside of your emergency fund for your business. This is even outside of Bitcoin that you that you might own. This is another account that you can have. That you, in order to grow your business, you have to hire more people, you have to invest in marketing, which is longer term. Um, you may want to buy other businesses. So you in your strategic planning you might be thinking through okay here's our five year plan and so you 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 know you if you have extra money you may want to sock away some of that money into into like another um for a business you can just use another savings account to put money over here to be able to do those things um you know in in in, in the future and so this is completely separate from your normal cash flow account I call your you know, your two checking accounts for your business, your cash flow accounts. I call the savings accounts, your buffer accounts. Uh, Your Bitcoin is your long-term savings accounts. And I call this investment is, is, you know, you're not buying investments, but I call this account an account that's available for investments. Again, buying land for the business, buying other businesses, hiring people, marketing. And and that way you've covered all of your bases. And again, I know as I was going through this, this system, your brain may have checked out multiple times because emotionally, for whatever reason, it's difficult it's for us difficult for us to deal with. So go back, listen to it, stay present, take notes, write it down, understand the flow, right? I'm organizing everything. The, the more you can automate it, the better. So if you can set up auto-drafts for everything, once you set it up, that'll be great. Understand that if you can just be present for an hour or two, a quarter, and maintain your system that's that's eight hours a you know eight hours a year that you have to dedicate to your system you're gonna you're gonna reap the financial rewards for decades and decades because it becomes a point where it where it no you no longer have to fight the resistance um because because now you end up getting a lot of resistance when you don't do it so it kind of acts in reverse like for me if i don't have a clear system financially like i get overly stressed and so you're programming your unconscious which you know your unconscious is what stops you uh, from being good with money once you build a habit now you programmed your unconscious to now want to do this and now you have your your conscious self and your unconscious self working together to to help you uh, have good finances and so i really hope this helps somebody i can't stress how important of an episode this is um i feel like i'm 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 passing along uh time-tested nuggets from infinite intelligence so until later on in the week i'll enjoy your day